I still haven't bought that. You son of a... Oh, sorry. You son of a bitch! I think Ashley's getting it for me for our anniversary. Ooh, what are you getting her? I don't know. When there's no more room in hell, the dead walk here. We're reopening the hive. I want to know what went on down there. You're all going to die down here. Rule number one for surviving zombie land? Cardio. Look, okay, just get any blunt objects together, all right? If you get cornered, bash them in the head. That seems to work out. Keep together, stay sharp, and follow me. That sound can only mean one thing. Either there's a boomer standing directly behind you, or it's time for Zombies Ate My Podcast. I am Bob Fournier, and joining me, as always, my fellow survivors, we have Rick Piven. What's up, boys? We have Ryan Murphy. Oh my god, are you okay? And, like you barfed there. Yeah, no, I'm alright, I'm alright. It was actually Lou Page, how are you? Ugh. <laughs> you're, you're working on it, it's I'm getting good. better, it's getting better. Alright guys, welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast, where the four of us will go over everything related to zombies, whether it be news, fun stuff, or... Our dead decisions and weapons of choice, so we can just talk about them, discuss everything zambies. Zambies. <laughs> zambies. You make them sound so cute when you say that. <laughs> Aren't they, though? Aren't they? So let's go ahead and kick this show off with the newest tradition that we've made, zombie trivia. All right. Are you gentlemen ready? Ready as I'll ever be. All right, this one's going to be tough for me. I'm going to ask you, Mr. Expert Zombie of Legend, Lou Page. Uh-oh. Are you ready? Pressure's on. I might, I might screw these words up. So just get, just be prepared. Hold on. Okay. He's an expert zombie or an expert at zombies. He's both. Because if he's an expert zombie, we should shoot. Well, he's a busy zombie lord, right? So he would be a zombie. That's true. True. Yeah. What are we doing with him on the show then? <laughs> he's our inside scoop. Inside, oh yeah, inside, say, inside yeah, info. Inside information. He is the lord, <laughs> the so lord. he can talk. Oh, excellent, excellent. <laughs> All right, all right, here we go, here we go. All right. <clears throat> what are the words Ash screws up in Army of Darkness that causes the zombie army to come to life? Is it Klato, Verata, Nectu, Klepko, Verata, Nartar, Klestro, Verata, Naktak, or Klafta, Verata, Nipto? It's the first one, Klata, Verata, Nipto. Actually, Mr. Lou Page... You, let me pull it up here, are correct. You shot that Zambi. All right. He shot his own kind? He's he's two for two now. Of course I did. (laughs) That's more you can say to you, Ryan. Oh. Oh. Which brings me to my next question, Ryan. Sure, what's up? Which isn't the title of an actual zombie movie. Ooh. I was a teenage zombie. White zombie. Zombie hunter. Or zombie versus ninja. Crap. Uh, <laughs> I actually think I know this one. I'd like to pull the audience, Bob. <laughs> well, let me check the. Oh, we don't have one. <laughs> oh, damn it. Why couldn't this have been live? Oh, wait. Um, actually, we do have an audience. Here they come. Okay, they're not much help. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with. C. What was C again? <laughs> zombie hunter yeah i'm gonna go with that one 
All right, is it Zombie Hunter? You got it right, sir. You got it right. That was kind of a layup, though, so. Uh, I, I was. Yeah, I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. Rick Piven. Yes, Bob Fournier. Are, are you ready? I suppose. <laughs> Bill Pullman is given the zombie drug and buried alive in the serpent and the rainbow. What is put in the casket with him? A spider? A snake? A centipede? Or another corpse? Does that have anything to do with zombies? Um, because I killed a very big one in my living room today. I'm going to go with spider. Oh, he says spider. (laughs) You guys all survived. Look at that. Three for three tonight. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of everyone. Even you, zombie Lou. Thank you. (laughs) All right. That's a fun little trivia segment. I'll try and come up with some more ones, some more later on. But let's go ahead and get into zombies, whether they be in the news. Has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. Still, probably the worst zombie I've ever heard. Uh, uh, Bob. <laughs> He's very tired. He's very tired. Did you guys read the story about Sam Raimi blocking an unauthorized Evil Dead sequel? I didn't even know they were making one. Yeah. There's been several hinted at. Um, there's one that Raimi's been talking about making for years, but I, it appears that a bunch of people were trying to um, undermine him and make their own remake without any permissions. Well, I think they were making a sequel, and uh, apparently Sam Raimi came out and said uh, he's making his own sequel eventually, <laughs> which is what anyone who created the movie would say. But um, he's suing the company, the film company. I believe it's a. Uh, Award films or whatever, award pictures, um, they're going to fight back, but I don't see how they can win this because Sam Raimi is the owner and creator of The Evil Dead, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I think their only argument is that the trademark is out of print or whatever, basically. Yes, like, but that, that doesn't out of print. That, and he also gave permissions to the even the stage show that they did a couple years ago. So and now all of a sudden he says no to any sequels coming out because he might th- he might be doing one later on. I yeah. think that's the problem. Is it's not like a remake or a, you know like them doing his story. It's them creating a new story in the same world. And now he's like, yeah, I don't think so. That shit ain't gonna happen. I'm yeah. Gonna fly. Now they're still doing the remake, correct? That's still that's nothing to do with this, and that's still gonna happen. And video is gonna be shown. Soon. And he also has nothing to do with the remake, correct? I think Bruce, has- Cam- Bruce Campbell does, but yeah. Sam Raimi doesn't. But he signed off. He let he he's okay with the remake. Okay, so we're good with the remake. We're just not good with the sequel. Well, the sequel well, is being done by a completely different. The sequel was being done by a completely different production company, like even different from who made the originals with Sam Raimi and actually owned the rights. Um, so I mean, that's the biggest issue. Is they basically it's like it's like coming in and saying I'm going to make a sequel to uh, an NES game, Long Dead, but since they haven't had a sequel in the last thirty years. I'm just going to make a sequel. It's like saying, I'm going to make Super Mario Brothers 4. Are you? (laughs) (laughs) I wish. Um, Yeah, but how do you feel about uh, an Evil Dead, uh, a sequel to it? And beyond the fact that it's going to be done by a completely different company, you think that would be better or worse off? Have you seen (laughs) Spider-Man? Honestly, I think uh, it's going to be blasphemy here, but 
I love Evil Dead. I love Evil Dead 2. I love Army of Darkness. I don't think we need any more. Really? I don't think we need it. I, I really don't. Every time, look at Indiana Jones. They made four, it, uh, Crystal Skull months, years and years and years later, and it didn't work out. If they do it with Evil Dead, it's going to do the same thing. They're going to come up with some crazy idea that doesn't work, and then they're going to try and make a movie out of it, and then we're all going to go boo. <laughs> yeah, and then it'll be dead forever. But I, I, you know, I only want to see a sequel if they have a story to tell. Like Evil Dead One was sort of an experiment. Two was a remastering of the first one, and three was let's not do the same movie again. Let's make something completely batshit crazy. Yeah, I don't so, even know how they can call the second one a sequel. It's just a remake. Already, it's already a remake. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> so they're remaking a remake. But I mean, if they were to do a fourth one, I would hope I Sam Raimi would only do it because he has some sort of crazy, wacky idea to make it worthwhile. Well, it'd be better if I mean, it was originally planned. Like I always wanted to make this fourth movie, not one of those like I all of a sudden now that you're making a sequel, I want to make a sequel. You know what I mean? Like. And he's like, right. mine, and get away. If he's not going to let them make a sequel, he better be putting out a sequel. That's true, yeah, because I don't want to hear three years down the road, oh, yeah, I guess I'm not going to do it. Cause, yeah. I mean, I know, like Blue said, it would be blasphemy. It would kind of be – we don't have a very good history with this sort of stuff, but I'm still curious to see where the story goes, you know? It would be a lot of fun, hopefully. <laughs> well, I will admit most of the games were fun, so. Yeah, that I remember playing those games too. They were pretty fun, weren't they? Everything but the original PlayStation one. Yeah, we can skip over that. That doesn't really count. <laughs> um, Kickstarter last year funded a little project called Play Dead. Um, it appeared online. Ryan, did you end up taking a look at this video? I did. I watched. I, I'm kind of like the rest of the internet in the sense that if a video is longer than 30 seconds, I find it tough to watch. So 18 minutes. So, <laughs> so this was 18 minutes, and it actually held my attention for the whole time. It's actually very well done, and uh, it's basically about. It starts off as, like, just people dying and their dogs being there. But then you quickly realize, like, it's actually a story about the dogs and how they sort of band together. And, you know, and you think, it's like, ah, the zombies aren't going to touch them. And then some shit happens to the dogs. And you're like, man, it's a free-for-all. It, so. it was a pretty cool little movie. Um, I guess they raised about $6,000 and they funded it. And they put the whole thing online, which is pretty cool. Um, very different sort of uh, zombie kind of movie, which is fun to watch. Um, never really thought about putting dogs as the main star of a zombie movie, but they did a pretty good job. I actually found myself wanting a little bit more, too. Like, I, I want to see what else they can do. You know what I mean? I was just impressed that the whole thing only cost $6,000. They did a good the, job, yeah. The footage in the video that they used and the special effects look higher budget than some low-budget movies I've seen. So. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's a good point. And and the dogs were very well trained. Like I didn't notice any sort of issues with with the dog actors. They all were great. They yeah. were doing some pretty advanced stuff. Yeah, they were too. And a lot of like especially that one scene and um hopefully this isn't spoilers, but the scene where one of the dogs still has the owner on the uh, the zombie owner on the leash and the zombie's just kind of like wherever you're going, I guess I'm going. And that scene where the dog finds the food but the owner found a person, they're kind of like battling back and forth. Oh, yeah. That was a pretty cool scene, and I was like, wow, that dog did a really good job, you know? But um, Well, in a in, – sorry to cut in there, but uh, in a genre like zombies, it's very overdone. And to f- see something original like this, like this is what you should show people who, who, who are kind of like those 
the haters right like not the zombies <laughs> zombies are everywhere I'm yeah i'm sick of zombies let's bring on twilight um you know <laughs> watch play dead because it's completely different and it's it totally like changes things up yeah if you guys want to watch it is on io9.com that's io the number nine.com just search for play dead it's a little 18 minute video these guys who funded or got funded from a kickstarter um like i said i think it's definitely worth an 18 minute watch um especially if you're a zombie fan they did a really they had a lot of cool action scenes a lot of cool like story for an 18 minute video and they also did i don't know just a lot of like that there was a, a good amount of humor in it too which was fun i but, think it's good for a 15 minute video I'm skimming through it right now. At 15 minutes, they go to a store full of dog food that's owned by cats. Come on. Yeah, right? Come on. Oh, there's that's, a, there's that's always the something. big ending. That's ridiculous. Should we <laughs> say spoilers? <laughs> the, the, the rest of the movie looks pretty badass. Like, it explains, like, every time you watch a zombie movie, all essentially pets disappear. But there's some homes that have more animals than people in them in, real, in the real world. So, you know, what happens to all those animals anyway? But then at the end, when it's the whole cats versus dogs thing, I'm expecting the dogs to talk. <laughs> actually, that's that's actually not a bad way to to describe that. Like, it sort of turns into this. Okay, these dogs aren't just surviving. They're it's almost like it's turning into a Disney comedy where they're gonna yeah. be like, right at the end. It turns to that cats versus dogs movie. Yeah, where the yeah. dogs are secret agents and the the cats are ninjas. I kind of—I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but I kind of felt like it was a spinoff of how all zombie movies end up with people hurting people instead of like zombies hurting people. So I'm almost wondering if it was kind of like a play on that. But then again, I might just be reading too much into it because it is dogs and cats. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it has something to do with uh, Obama versus uh, Mitney. What's his name? Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney. Thank you. <laughs> I was trying to make a political <laughs> joke. <laughs> oh, not good when you don't know the names. <laughs> political jokes don't work for people who have prime ministers. Uh, oh, I don't know president. why that's not a bad thing, I guess, but is it wrong that while watching it, I thought, wow, dog might be tasty that yeah, that's wrong that's, oh, that's, I that's, totally that's, forgot about that that's not that's, that's, that's very wrong though. it's it's wrong, but now I'm curious, <laughs> <laughs> never had dog before, but on that note, it's human flesh. That's true. Uh, that's true. I don't know. This might be. Let's move have, on to the next news story, I shall we? Even some pretty shady Chinese restaurants, though. <laughs> that's cats, though, isn't it? Uh, could be both. Could be. Both. No, it's shadier when it's dogs. Oh, oh. Thirty-second side tangent. We had a restaurant up here. They found dog fur underneath a refrigerator once. Really? Yeah, and it was owned by, let's say, um, not American people. <laughs> uh, I don't well, think it's. I don't Maybe want to get they just too had racist. a dog in the kitchen. They had a dog no, in the kitchen. No, they had the full pelt underneath the refrigerator. Oh. <laughs> like the dog was skinned and the skin stayed behind. Carpet. Um. So Stockholm, Sweden. <laughs> Let's go there. We're going to Stockholm. We're not going to talk they don't about that. Dogs. <laughs> I know we want to go there because they do an annual zombie walk. Um, at the Guardian.co.uk website, you can go ahead and find this Stockholm zombie walk with the picture gallery that they have. These guys take their zombie walking pretty seriously. I don't know if you guys saw any of the pictures in the gallery. Some of this zombie work looks really good. 
Uh, this one zombie's wearing a Nazi hat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> it's Sweden. It's so, so close to Germany. Of course he is. Well, then you got the Nazi zombies <laughs> from like, Call of Duty, too. So it's like, This was my father's. My, my, <laughs> my favorite is the third one in with a guy in the subway in a bathrobe <laughs> wearing sandals with a, <laughs> and a hand in his mouth. Yeah. And everyone else just looking at him. Oh, and then the one behind well, him, too. What about the girl behind him? It looked like a train wreck. <laughs> she looks like she just woke up from a shitty prom night. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty cool. If you guys want, just go to the guardian.co.uk website. Not really news, but they do an annual walk in Sweden, the zombie walk. And uh, they, some people there are really talented, and they have some pretty good makeup and design work going on. Especially the six picture end with the old lady next to a little girl zombie and the mother zombie, both in bathing suits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be my favorite thing to do is just freak out people. Like, I think the first picture is, like, this zombie couple, and they're, like, cuddling on the bench, and then there's just this woman beside them just like, what the hell is oh, going what, on? What have I gotten myself I'm, into? I'm, per- I'm pretty sure that woman has a mustache, and it's a dude. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would look at that picture one more time. Uh, uh, wait. <laughs> You're right. Ryan Murphy. (laughs) Ryan Murphy. Always bringing it in. Thank you so much for that. (laughs) I just forgot. I knew that. (laughs) Yes, you're right. I forgot I do need to have mustaches. (laughs) Hey, evidently you have not met some older ladies. Careful what you careful what you say here, Ryan. I know. (laughs) All right. The ladies working at Walmart with beards bigger than mine, so yeah, I was gonna say I can't grow much facial hair, but there are some (laughs) women I've seen that can grow more facial hair than I. Yes. But that's definitely a dude. That's (laughs) there's no question (laughs) about that one, Ryan. Oh god. Lou, how are you? I'm fine. Do you wanna tell us about zombies? (laughs) It sounds crazy, but there's actually Zombie bees. Or zombies. Yes. Um, There's been a weird outbreak of uh, bees all over the country where... Z-bees. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) So many um, different names. (laughs) Let the man finish. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Uh, But no, there's been an outbreak of what they're calling zombies, (laughs) which just, I can't help but smile every time i say it so i'm gonna say it again zombies all right there we go (laughs) get it out of your system okay but (laughs) there's a a serious issue where bees are dying like in the middle of the night people are finding piles of bees in dead places and they're not harvesting as much honey as they used to and it could cause serious problems with food shortage shortage in the country so um, researchers have actually put microchips on these bees to try and figure out and solve what's going on. It, and actually, I saw a news update on this where they've done the research and they now think it's due to flies. There is a fly that per- puts a parasite with its eggs on the bees and it infects them and it takes over their brains and causes them to have like an a sort of amnesia type sim- symptom so they actually are zombies because they can't control their thoughts that actually scares me more than rick's random fact of the week on the fanboys xl podcast this is the greatest thing i've ever heard <laughs> okay so uh to recap bees are dying it's the flies fault and flies can turn us all into zombies that's how it happens okay. yes we just save the world Gentlemen, we just saved the world. That's crazy that I didn't know. <laughs> why? Now I'm scared of flies. 
Yes, you should be. Can you imagine if flies could do that to us, guys? We'd be walking zombies. We ah, that's nuts. You know what would the fly make us do? Oh. Roll around in dog poop? <laughs> <laughs> it would make us throw up on the counter and then eat it. Ew. That's a good <laughs> Parmesan cheese. That's what flies do. <laughs> that's true. That is what they do. So, you know what's even funnier about zombies? If you listen to last, last week's episode, uh, when we talked about the X-Files with the bees... When we were trying to bring it back to zombies, I said zombies. Hey, it all comes back in the end. <laughs> Full circle. This is, this is buzz, how we, buzz. This is how we work. <laughs> buzz, buzz. So, not to like prolong this little story, but I, I don't know how I feel about this. And how, First of all, I'm allergic to bees, so the more that die, I'm okay with it. You say food shortage, I don't care. The less Do you bees, like honey? The less bees, the better. Do you like honey? We Do you can, like flowers? We can artificially no flowers, Bob. We, we're at the point where we can artificially make the honey and flowers, right? Oh, it's not the <laughs> no. same, man. It's not the same. But anyway, so getting to the point <laughs> of me not liking bees is we should stop researching why and just let them die. <laughs> what I want to know are are they sluggish? Do they fly slower? Do they moan instead of buzz? They <laughs> just when they, when they fly by, they go. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty good. <laughs> oh man! So zombies, which leads me into a question I want to ask you guys before we get into the weapon of choice. I was at the mall today, and it was making me. I was thinking about the podcast and stuff, and it made me wonder. Back in the day of Dawn of the Dead, where they went into the mall and there was like a gun store and all this other stuff that helped them survive forever. Well, not forever, obviously, but stuff that would make them survive forever. Malls this day and age. It's all clothes stores, right, pretty much? Or like a pet store here and there and a food court, at least in the malls that are around here. Um, Some of them still have, like, you know, video game stores and music stores for correct. people who don't yeah. have an MP3 player. Yeah, right? I don't know how those stores are still around either, to be honest but with it's, you. It's, it's, all, uh, it's all, like, material stuff. It's not weapons. Yeah. I mean, there's sporting goods stores, but they don't have guns. You have to go the to a gun store. The one in my mall now. does. Well, you live really? in Maine, Lou. You live in Maine. <laughs> um, See, the sporting goods store we have in New Hampshire is that, what is it, EMS or whatever? You can get yeah. camping equipment. Yeah, you can, get, you can get moccasins. That'll help no, you. We have, a, we have a sports authority, and the back wall is lined with guns. What? That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Our sports authority's back wall is lined with soccer balls. Wow. Uh, well, it, got, it led me to the question of what what would you guys do in a, in a local mall? Like, where would you go if the zombie outbreak happened? You had nowhere to go, but you had to find some place in the mall. And, if Rick, if you say food court, I swear to God. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll start with you, Rick. Where, where do you think you'd go? First instinct. Uh, you're, you're in the middle of the local mall around you, which is probably four hours away. But um, yeah. what's the first place you go to? Like, what's your first instinct? I would go to the first aid station for the mall security. That's a good and, choice. And get any uh, medical supplies that I can get in the backpack that I just purchased at uh, one of the stores. <laughs> or or stolen after the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Before, I would have purchased it. Well, Lou, you'd probably go to Sports Authority and rack up on the guns, right? Right, but assuming I wasn't in the mall, my local mall where there is guns, um, I would go for some place where I could get some kind of bludgeoning weapon. And then my first step would be to go and hide in the hallways behind all the mall stores. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be that, that many zombies. That's pretty cool. Mm. Ryan, what would you do? Go to an Orange Julius or something up there? Oh, we don't. We only have like one Orange Julius <laughs> in town. Uh, and oh, sorry. So far, uh, uh, Tim Hortons? Uh, well, he gets some Timbits. <laughs> 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 
Stop making fun of me. <laughs> Sorry. I held on as long as I could without making fun of the Canadians. Um, yeah. Hey, Timmy's will rescue you. That, that's yeah. true. That's we'll true. come back for you, man. We're not we're not going to leave you leave you out there. Um, yeah, my mall is pretty standard. I mean, you could go to the I, I kind of like Lou's idea where, you know, go to the the shot the sports center and grab whatever you can to hit people with because there's no guns in a canadian uh mall um there's the gap you you could swing mannequins <laughs> like yeah hit him with a sweater vest not <laughs> a sweater vest i mean the sweater vest feet, tennis shoes you could accessorize the child mannequin and that might help it hold together longer while you're bludgeoning <laughs> but that's pretty good um, that's pretty good well the, there's a bank there's a bank in the mall. That might be a good place to go. I bet you there's a you hockey the supply mall. store where you can get some yeah. hockey sticks and some pads and protect yourself. Come on. See, so, now, it's funny you say that because my first thought is going – because I was walking in the mall and I'm like, where would I go? And I went into our sports authority, which is gunless, by the way. And um, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, you know what I'd do? I'd buy this hockey helmet, grab this stick, maybe a pair of gloves and just beat my way out. Well, that almost went bad, <laughs> but um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> foot and mouth. So yeah, it just kind of brought me the realization that things aren't like the way they used to be, and like I, I've been putting myself in these situations. Like, what would I do here? Because like back in the the sixties and seventies, and when like movie zombie movies were popular, really popular, then they, they they wouldn't last the same. Like I can imagine those Dawn of the Dead people just being like. We are so screwed. We're going to have to go to the Gap and <laughs> get, a mannequin. get a mannequin arm, and hopefully this will last. But that's just a random thought I had. But um, let's go ahead and go into the weapon of choice. Grab a shotgun. Everybody grab a weapon. I got some ammo right here. Now that's a weapon. This week we have Lou Page providing us with his weapon of choice. My choice is going to be a lot like Rick's, where Rick's was multi-useful. All right. Um, a Maglite flashlight. I actually found one while cleaning my apartment the other day that I forgot I had it. It rolled under the bed. And I picked it up, and I was like, wow, this is heavier than a baseball bat. This might be helpful. Then I went, well, and then I could shine the light around, too, in the dark. So as long as it's got batteries, it's heavy. But that's your problem right there is the batteries. I mean, uh, of course, you could still use it as a bludgeoning weapon, but how long are those batteries going to last? Hmm? Uh, hmm? In in certain models, you can actually have them built with rechargeable batteries, so you just got to plug them in. Hmm. <laughs> what if there's no power, Lou? That's what get, the generator's for. Get one of them. <laughs> Lou's, got, Lou's got a solution for everything. <laughs> get one of them flashlights that you can shake to recharge it. Oh, those things are, don't work. They don't they work don't at work all. They don't work at all. It's Lucy. like a shake weight. Look, yeah, now it's has got That's my weapon of choice. Man, oh, you always steal it. Um, maglite flashlight, do you think it's too close, too personal to use? Because that's not a very, I mean, how big is your maglite? Uh, if you I'd don't mind me I'd asking, <laughs> if you don't mind me asking, Lou, don't mind me asking. I'd say it's How about eighteen inches. Oh, <laughs> we got a winner. That's quite a big <laughs> All so, right, there's four guys in this podcast. Let's steer away from the penis jokes. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking you, about, Ryan? What are you, you talking about? You, you be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of uh i'm sorry but it reminds me of this surgery is often required to repair this and my damage. phone's ringing hold on uh... <laughs> so the mag light 
flashlight. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> now, the is, other reason I. The other reason I thought of it, too, is long before the days where cops carried tasers and things like that, their other backup weapon was always a maglite flashlight. So, Lou, are you least... all right in there? Yeah. <laughs> I hear some background noise. Is that you? That, that's the TV. Oh, okay. Nice. I was... Now, Go ahead. the maglite, are you talking uh, – are you, are you carrying multiple sizes, like AA, C, D for backups, like – or are you just going to carry a D? I just carry a D. <laughs> Always carry a D, Rick. Well, you carry a D and maybe you carry a double A also to use as a flashlight when the D breaks from smashing See, things. The, the thing that really does worry me about using a mag light um, back on the subject of mag lights is like it's so such a close weapon. You know what I mean? Like it's not like a baseball bat. you got to really get in there. But I, I, I granted it's probably really heavy and you can definitely do some damage with it. But you're you're in close quarter combat. But I do like the idea of being able to, like, get a zombie from behind, hit it, turn the flashlight on, see where you are, that kind of thing. That's pretty cool. The other thing that would suck, though, is sometimes you hit a flashlight hard enough and the end comes off and then the batteries (laughs) go everywhere. Okay. Well, you guys are mentioning some interesting issues, but you also – Lou mentioned that mag lights are used by, like, police officers. Wouldn't they have, like, solved those issues if they're using it as a weapon? For the police officers – but John Q down at the Walmart probably doesn't have the same quality. True, but you could also use it as a secondary weapon. If you're carrying a baseball bat in one hand and a mag light in the other, there's two weapons in your hands. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. I and don't know. If it's, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, if it's long enough, couldn't you like use it at like a cross-check <laughs> kind of thing? Oh, it's long enough. <laughs> we've, we've already been over this. Come on. It's 18 inches. It's the large bag. Like, come on. You can actually, that's a good point. You can, you know, you can two-hand it and push zombies back with it. That's not a bad idea. All right. We're all immature. Yeah. I guess. Lou, Lou that was a good weapon. I, I agree with that weapon. It's let's, It's better than, let's say, a beer bottle, but... Oh, God. It still makes me a little nervous. It's better than a beer bottle. It still makes me nervous, but I, I see the point behind it. As long as you choke up on your grip. <laughs> Come on. Let's go ahead and get into the topic of the week. Zombie topic of the week. All right. This week's topic is the best profession to have that would give you an advantage in the event of an impending zombie apocalypse. Brought to us by Mr. Ryan Murphy. Indeed. Uh, I like this question, and uh, I thought about it for a while, and we're trying to steer away from the the overpopular, you know, sniper, whatever, you know what I mean? The the general doctor, stuff like that. People, um, who, are, people are who are professional killers. That would be a good one to steer away from, too. It's a little obvious. But um, my first thought, uh, when I was trying to think beyond the scope, I was kind of like, you know what would be kind of cool? Being a hotel manager. And then having access to all the rooms, and I know it goes both ways. Like you, you know, there could be zombies in there, but imagine having all that stuff, like all those rooms, just for you. And like, if you're the manager, you have all the keys and everything to all the rooms, right? And you might have a, depending on what state you're in, you might have a gun under the the counter, right? Yeah, there could be weapons. There could be food in the kitchen. Um, like I said, you have plenty of places to hide, different floors, stuff like that. Now that does go against you too, because if the zombies get in there. You don't know where they're going to be at all times, you know. But I thought it's that'd be a pretty good profession to kind of steer away and hide for a while at least. That's a good yeah, one. I, I like that. But like I said, my big concern, uh, my big concern would be 
if the hotel has an outbreak, you'd have to clear every room one by one. Which would be a very annoying. Yeah. Especially if it's a large, like, New York hotel with, like, like ten stories. rooms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're making me regret this. Now, um, if, it's, if it's, you know, East Rochester Hotel with, you know, 12 rooms, it's not bad. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, it's at least... Easy. Yeah, it's a way to keep things fortified. I mean, you have furniture and stuff like that. You can block off rooms, hallways, stairs, stuff like that. I just kind of figured there'd be a lot of options to keep you safe for a while. What the about- hotel may have a first aid area, too. You are all about the first aid today, my friend. Let's, go, let's go ahead and hear what uh, Ryan has to say. Where, what, what profession would you pick? Um, when I actually came up with this, I had a really good one. And then when I actually suggested the topic... I couldn't remember what it was, but I did come up with another good one, and it could have been the same one, All but right. a psychiatrist. You know, what? A, a psychiatrist. Now, I got, again, to make this a funny comedy show, I didn't pick, like, the standard one. Hotel's a good one, but I picked a psychiatrist because you're talking to a lot of crazies, right? So you're going to have... The guy who builds a bomb shelter and wonders why he needs to do it, you know where the bomb shelter is. So there's lots of food and guns in there. But then you also know the guy who, like, hoards, like, flammables because he's a pyro guy or something. You know, you talk to a lot of crazy people and you'd know where all their stuff is, right? That's actually – that's a pretty good point. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I like that because, like you said, you you get into people's deepest, darkest places and then – all their secrets become your knowledge, and all you got to do is keep a little scrapbook around and remind you. That's pretty yeah. good. I like that. I really like that. And with the doctor-patient confidentiality, other people in your office don't know about it. Correct. Oh, and that shit goes out the window when the apocalypse hits. Yeah, there's oh, actually exactly. a clause. Yeah, there's got to be yeah. a clause in the contract, right? Yeah. Uh, I would love that. Uh, page 72, line B, in in emergency of a zombie apocalypse, I'm allowed to go to your house and steal your shit. <laughs> I am going to your bomb shelter. Ah, good choice, Ryan Murphy. I like yours better than mine. Let's hear from Lou Page. Well, mine's a little a little different. I'm always going to say a veterinarian. Okay. Because good. vehicles are going to run out of gas. And you're going to have to resolve to using animals as transportation. So you're going to have horses. <laughs> what happens when the horse gets sick? Yeah, not to stop like, you. Not to stop you. But the first thing I pictured was myself <laughs> riding on a dog for some reason. <laughs> horse, the horse didn't even come into my mind. No, no. Like, like, I had a cat. Like I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm going to need a big dog. <laughs> Well, um, I had worse thing come to mind. I thought, how is he going to fuel cars with animals? I just... <laughs> oh, well, yeah. we'll obviously melt them down <laughs> to a crude form. I'm sorry, Lou. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was trying not to laugh. Oh, so. we're picking yeah, on right. Lou today. Yeah, we're picking on everyone. All right, go ahead and uh, explain. Uh, like you said, vehicles are running out of gas. You're going to have to rely on animal transportation. So – the vet will be able to fix the horse when he gets sick or if he gets hurt. You'll have dogs to watch for zombies, so you, you need to be able to take care of the dogs when they get sick yeah. or things go wrong. And they know enough medical information that they could probably fix you if you get hurt. Not enough to do surgery, but basic first aid. Yeah, and like Rick is a fan of, you'll have first aid all around you. Um, you need first aid. <laughs> yeah, not only that, but you have... There could be infections. <clears throat> That's true, and there will be infections. Um, I mean, if you, get, if you step on a rusty nail, you get tetanus. 
<laughs> That's what you're worried about in the zombie outbreak? <laughs> Tetanus? Really? No, but... Well, if you get lockjaw, when you turn into a zombie, you can't bite people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that one. See? So... Yeah, the other good Point thing, is made. the other good thing about being a vet, I don't know much about them, but there's got to be some sharp weapon or objects that you could use as weapons around the office, right? Exactly, Surgical and they tools. also have access to drugs, so that they could use those for treating wounds, or you could knock out people that are already infected and get away. Oh, that's a good point too. Oh, that's a good one, Lou. Lou, I like yours better than Ryan, which I like yeah. better than mine. <laughs> it, it's more practical than mine. Mine's just sort of fun, but yeah, that but one. I if you are a psychiatrist sense. and a veterinarian had some issues, you would know where to go. That's what I'm saying. Mine's so multifaceted; there it, it you works go. for. But you need to be able to get places, right? Like, yeah. at least if you're a vet, you're there at your vet camp with the horses and the dogs. And then also guardians make the pets. We make pretty good guard dogs and stuff like that too. Almost like a sort of like an alarm or something too. What? (laughs) (laughs) Unless all the animals you have at your vet currently are dying. Well, you can fix them because you're a vet. That chance. There's always a couple of healthy ones like in layover. True. Just hanging around waiting. Waiting for their owners. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Zombies. Let's wrap this one up with Mr. Rick Piven. What profession do you pick? All right. So I didn't come to the show with a profession. <laughs> I thought of one while you guys were talking. Uh, I think a good profession would be a uh, um, an auto mechanic. Oh, if you own, yeah. If you, if you own your own garage, uh, like a lot of the garages that are around here, they have plenty of cars there. Yeah. <laughs> you could fix one up, use it. You probably have... Um, maybe one or two 50-gallon drums full of backup gasoline yep. for, like, if you're towing anybody or anything like that. You have some pretty badass tools there. Um, you have you, you could even make armor out of old tires you have. Oh, there. that is such a good point. You That's can cut them up. You can make some armor out of it because zombies aren't going to bite through hard rubber tires. Hmm. So. All right. That's a, that's a that's really good thought. point. So, so far we have... Me, who is stuck in a hotel, Ryan, who's searching for a bomb shelter, Lou, who's running away on a horse, and Rick, who's out there like a badass in rubber tire armor. <laughs> Dude, I think you, I think you, I think you win this one, buddy. That's a good, yeah. that's a good pick, because like you said, you have all the mechanics' tools, wrenches, blow torches. I mean, you have everything there. You have, and if you're going down the highway and your car breaks down, guess what? There's hundreds of other cars parked on the side of the highway that you can fix, and you, or you could jumpstart like anything like that. You probably know so much about it that you could just do whatever you need need to exactly and not to mention uh, i mean i would imagine auto mechanic has a pretty good idea of mechanics of other things like you go to a place and like we'll say the generator's not working maybe you know how to fix it because you're a mechanic good real good with engines engine type stuff machines any of that stuff that that is a phenomenal pick i like that and you did it on the spot i'm so jealous i did man i thought i thought hotel manager for a while too gah you're so much better at surviving than i am if I could bottle this genius, I'd make millions. Uh, yes, you would. All right, guys, that was good. Um, we'll have to come up with a topic of the week for next week unless we have one, which I don't think we do. Um, we have – oh, it looks like we have a couple ideas. We'll get into that later. But let's go ahead and get into our new favorite – or my new favorite section. It's called Dead Decisions, which is brought to you by 
The Extra Life video game marathon is coming on October 20th. Extra Life is just like a run or a walk or a bike event, except you never have to get off the couch. Sign up at extra-life.org. Then get friends and family members to give you money to play. On October 20th at 8 a.m., play any games you want on any system for 24 hours. Find out more and sign up. Extra-life.org. Play games. Heal kids. Extra Life. This message made possible by Children's Miracle Network Hospitals in this podcast. I'm not horseshitting around. Dead decisions. All right. This week's dead decision is brought to you by me. I put a lot of thought into this one because last week's was kind of, or last episode's was kind of weird. It sucked. Okay, I wasn't going to say it, but... No, it was bad. <coughs> All right. Stop blaming on, blaming everything on Ryan. Uh, I'm not going to blame it, it on just, myself. It just <laughs> happens that way. It just happens that way. All right, because guys. Because I'm Canadian, is it? I wasn't going to say it. You said it last episode. And this one. <laughs> Look, I am, I am four hours away from being in Canada, so... <laughs> so you're close to being and, a and failure. My, grandparent, my grandparents <laughs> on both sides are from Canada, so I'm half Canadian, sir. There you go. All right. I all met right. you halfway. Let's move on. All right. All right. So Dead Decisions, where we put uh, our survivors into a very bad situation and see if they can get out of it and work with each other or see what happens. So this time, it's me, and I'm going to read you the story. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lou. Uh, Rick and Lou are hiding out in an abandoned truck stop with waves of zombies randomly patrolling around outside. You two barely know each other and happen to escape to the same place in the nick of time a little over a week ago. You've cased the truck stop and found only frying pan and a rolling pin to keep you safe. You decide which who has who. I don't really care. Um, everything else has already been salvaged. If you stay in the truck stop much longer, you will starve. With no safe way to leave, you guys need to find an exit strategy soon. That's when you hear a Mack truck pull in, and it sounds like it's running low on gas, like it's about to die. Ryan is the one driving the Mack truck, but he falls short of pulling up next to the pumps. Rick and Lou watch Ryan jump out of the truck with empty ga- gasoline cans, but he quickly gets forced to the top of his enclosed trailer because of the zombies coming to get him from all the noise. One zombie manages to get into the cab, which puts Ryan in a tough spot. He pulls out a pistol and shoots a few of the close ones and looks over far away, maybe 50 yards away at the gas pumps. The truck looks worn down, but on the side, Rick and Lou, you guys can vaguely see that it used to belong to a grocery store. Unsure if there's even food in the trailer, or if Ryan can make it to the pumps, the three of you now have a decision to make. Rick and Lou, can you decide together whether or not to help Ryan, or is this your chance to escape? And if so, how do you go about helping him? What do you expect back? And Ryan... Do you take the chance of sharing your precious cargo with two strangers carrying a frying pan and a rolling pin? Do you take their help and then ditch them, or do you try and work together? Gentlemen, this is your dead decision. God damn it. (laughs) Help me, I can't get this there zombies off my truck. That's such a stereotype. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's an American stereotype. (laughs) (laughs) So... Rick, give me the give me the frying pan and the rolling pin. Make some noise and distract them all. Well, so, what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is, he just fired off his handgun. That's going to draw the zombies to him. From from my needing to gas up vehicles often knowledge, I know that a distance from the gas pumps, there's an entrance. There's a, uh, a 
gas cap you can pull off the ground where they fill the gas tanks. Maybe we can siphon gas out while the zombies are going towards the truck. Then make noise to get the zombies away so we can get him some gas. Hopefully, he lets us join him. Why are you two talking? Get over here and help me. <laughs> Shut your face. <laughs> I got groceries. If you want to do that, give me the fry pan and I'll keep them off you. You're going to watch my back? Yes. I don't even know you. How do I know you're not just going to let them eat me? You don't? <laughs> Why is that crazy guy laughing? <laughs> How can you see us? We're inside of a building. You're outside. Oh, I have x-ray vision. <laughs> Then you uh, just saw the damn zombies coming. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, come on, also, help me. this truck stop is pretty lame if it's a truck stop and all there is is a frying pan and a rolling pin. It's usually a gas station and a restaurant. What the hell? <laughs> Not this case. <laughs> so what are we doing? What are you guys doing? Do you why, don't you get, do we... why don't you give me the weapons, you go get the gas, and let, let him think about it. Create a diversion. I right. can make a diversion. So you guys are going to create a diversion and try and help Ryan. Yes. Ryan, your response to this. You see what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> I see that you're drawing the zombies away, and I see Rick slowly approaching with uh, to help do gas. So I guess uh, after most of the zombies leave, I'm able to get off the truck, shoot a couple stragglers. This At this point, I'm running out of bullets. And yeah. I get the guy in the truck. Um, and Rick... Rick runs over, and all we need to do is get enough gas in the car to pull it over the pumps, I guess. Um, so I get him. We we get the gas in. We pull the truck up closer, but Lou is having issues with the zombies. Right. So now what do you do? Lou's by himself trying to mass hold off zombies with a frying pin and a roll or a frying pin and a rolling pan. Uh, yes. What do you guys? What What do you do? Do you go back and help Lou? Do you think it's too late? Now, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mac truck driver, do you have any bullets left in that gun? I've got two. Shoot out a few of those windows at a distance to try to draw the zombies towards the noise. <laughs> really? I don't know. We don't have a soundboard. <laughs> um, Anyways, the zombies will probably go after the glass, but uh, there's still a few stragglers chasing Lou. So we get the car all loaded up with gas. We're fully set. So I, drive, I tell Rick to get in, and we drive it over to Lou and run over a couple of the zombies and, like, we say, Lou, get in the back, or not the back. I'll just I hang guess. on to the back of the truck. Now, now, oh, what me? I notice, now what I notice is there's only two bucket seats in this truck. We can only fit two people in here. Uh oh, oh. And Ryan is super redneck, and I don't <laughs> like rednecks. <laughs> Probably pretty racist too, when you think about it. And Rick's black. I am not black. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so uh, the base. Not that that would be a problem. So the basic point I wanted to get across is you guys would try and work together to help to kind of help each other out, but helping yourselves out, right? You wouldn't just you guys wouldn't just leave Ryan to deal with a horde and try and escape from the gas station or the truck stop. I think I the promise of food. Yeah. The, yeah, the promise of food would benefit, which is why I would help. Um, then I would determine if I would rather like to keep Lou or Ryan, and then kick one of them to the zombies so we can get away. Now, wow, it's okay. <laughs> well, if you think about it. These, the zombies go towards the glass breaking. We all get in the truck. We pull up a little bit in a Mack truck, yep. which makes a lot of noise, and, and we have to gas it up. Yeah, which those takes a while. Back. Yeah. Those, those zombies are coming back. I have to either make the decision of Lou, the guy who just helped me in the truck stop, get to the truck, or Ryan, the guy in the truck, who's going to give me food. The problem is, <laughs> it's a Mack truck. 
Have you, have any of us driven a Mack truck before? Ryan has. Well, He's a Ryan driver. Ryan is a truck driver. <laughs> right. But have oh. you driven a truck before? Oh. Uh, don't kick the guy to the curb that can drive the truck. So, Lou, you just killed yourself in this situation. Lou, you are now dead. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, we, we had to choose? Lou ran out R- toward Rick kind of made it that way, yeah. It was pretty Lou good. ran out toward the truck. I laid on the horn on the truck. The zombies turned around, saw Lou. We gassed up and rode off into the sunset. And all you heard was... Someone didn't have to make it. Huh. That is a tough decision. What do you think? Not bad, right? Not bad? No, it was good. It was a lot better. Okay, cool, cool. All right. That actually had one of us dying in it. Yeah, I was kind of trying to lead it to that point without having to say anything, and you took it right right by the horns there and uh, led full charge into killing someone. So good for you. Well, not a problem. (laughs) (laughs) All right. that genius again. Uh, Like I said, if I can bottle it up, millions. Yeah, so uh, that should pretty much bring us into the close to the end of the show. Uh, We did have a five-star review on iTunes, which I'd like to read if that's all right with you guys. Sounds good. Excellent. Unacceptable. All right, fine. (laughs) We'll read it next time. Uh, we we have a five star review from Antonio Siriello, and he wrote, "If you're a listener to Fanboys XL with Bob and Rick, that's me and Rick, then you will love them talking with their friends about zombies. What can be better? Nothing. If you have if you haven't listened to them before and you just love zombies, give them a try. Because let me tell you, you won't stop listening to them. You're gonna love this podcast. I know it. Thank you, Mr. Antonio. We really do appreciate the feedback from our listeners." Especially being a beginning podcast, it's always good to hear that we're doing things right. Don't you? Don't you guys agree? Yeah, I agree. No, that's great. I yeah. agree. Excellent. So that brings us close into the wrap up of the show. Uh, Ryan, would you like to take it away and tell people where they can find all of our stuff? Sure. Uh, you can find our website at zombiesatemypodcast.com. And if you're interested in giving us some feedback or have a question or suggestion for topic. You can do that at info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter at zombiespodcast. Uh, we're still mulling around the idea of Facebook and Google+, probably Facebook first. Um, but if you guys are sort of like hankering to follow us somewhere um, and you don't use Twitter, you can make that suggestion. <laughs> Woo. Suggestion. <laughs> and I, I also wanted to give a shout-out to Joel uh, Duggan, who did our artwork for uh, our iTunes and also the header on our website. Um, you'll notice it's a nice little zombie hand popping into the ground. And he actually did a really cool uh, blog post that uh, showcases the uh, original doodle that I did based on our conversations about what our, we wanted our logo to look like. And if you see the doodle, you'll know what he had to work with. Let me tell hey, you right now. We were yeah. worried it was going to have to be the real the real uh, artwork for the the podcast yeah we'd also like to congratulate joel duggan on uh reaching his his, not only reaching his goal for his star-crossed book but actually surpassing and reaching his first stretch goal uh if you guys want to go ahead and donate to joel's first collection of books you can go to uh starcross or you can go to indiegogo.com search for starcrossed and uh you can go ahead and support the book too did i cut you off there is that good no no no. we get it all out highly recommended go check that out excellent i think that's it for uh listener feedback where to find us excellent so that'll do it for us and zombies ate my podcast for myself ryan rick and lou and the boomer (laughs) thanks for listening guys 
Zombies. Zombies. Buzz, buzz. Zombies. Buzz. I said hoopla in conversation, and it's one of those words <laughs> where I'm like, <laughs> I you... say to her right after I said it, it's like, you know what's weird when you say like words that you think you know what they mean, and then you're worried that they could turn out to be like some racist slur. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, that's something that I hear out of eating words. Don't worry, I use it all the time. <laughs> that's the best video ever. <laughs> Bloody naked man.